0: everyone and welcome back to the shot takers podcast this is episode 17 uh with me danny jack and my very good friend dan um dan is back we if you listened last week we had an episode with dan uh and i, I would we call it a trial run is that the best way to describe it do you yeah i think so yeah i think so yeah we basically just we wanted to talk to each other and see if we could actually stand of each other for an hour and um dan's still here so so far so good
1: yeah any more than an hour, I'm not
0: sure, <laughs> yeah I've set a clock. we're already like two minutes in, so we gotta we gotta make this worth it <laughs> um but yeah dude, um fantastic to have you back, thank you so much. It was really, really cool thank talking you for to you, and, you like. Back. Oh, you're welcome. And, uh, you know, having a little topic to chat about and stuff. Um, so we're going to do something similar this time. Uh, on today's episode, we are talking about when does education become procrastination, um, which is something that we encounter quite a lot of in our industry. Um, me and Dan as photographers, uh, we um, there's a lot of education out there, which is awesome. There's so much educational resources. There's always something to learn. Um, and in other parts of our life as well, whether it be music production or podcasting or YouTube or... Uh, music in general like there's always education out there right um but today's topic we're going to be talking about uh when does that education become go from necessary to basically like a distraction to stop you from from actually getting the work done um yeah so that's gonna be today's topic is is that right dan yeah that's what we're talking about isn't it
1: yeah yeah that was my understanding of it we might also (laughs) want to touch on um sort of how how to get the best from your learning as well and and try and work out where that divide sits. So yeah, I think it'll be an interesting topic.
0: Yeah, man, I like it. And and you know, um, like we said on the last week's episode, uh, me and Dan are not gurus by any stretch. We are just two blokes, um, trying to two blokey blokes trying to figure out, um, <laughs> trying to figure out life, trying to figure out how to live a bit, um, you know, make things a little bit better and and. Yeah, that's basically it. So thank you so much for joining us on this journey of us trying to figure out what the hell is going on. Um, before we dive into that though, Dan, I reckon we should do our little check-in and talk about, uh, I guess, what we've been up to for last week. Um, what's been going on? Do you want to start, man? Do you want to start with what's been going on?
1: Yeah, of course, of course. I mean, just a bit of inside baseball. The the last week, I think, I think we last spoke on Thursday, so the last conversation you heard was actually only a couple of days ago and it's now Sunday. Um, in the last few days, I've I think I might have even mentioned it on on the episode last week, but I've been working on my uh, working on my website and I put that live. when did I put that live? Last night, maybe the night before. Nice. Um, I've not announced it yet. I need to do that on my social media, but but that's what I've done. I've so I've jumped the ship from Squarespace, uh, Squarespace uh, seven to seven point one. Yeah, it looks a lot sleeker now. Although my SEO has fallen horrifically
0: it should bounce back like it should it should I once it once google understands it's the same website like this like i mean this is my understanding of it like once google understands that it's the same website but it's just using a different style sheets, for example or, or slightly different scripting it should hopefully remember that it should remember yeah, where you yeah. were
1: i think i've not rewritten the the text or anything it, it's basically the same website similar images um, just laid out slightly differently, so I, I think you're right. It, it should bounce back once it once it works out that it's still basically the same website. But yeah, yeah, that, that was that's what I've been up to. What have you been up to?
0: A few things. I want to ask you more about Squarespace. before we move on, uh, <laughs> um, so like, how was the process? Was it easy to do? Was it did was it easy to switch? Uh... Um, it was it was a little bit weird to be honest with you. It's
1: it's one of those things that everything is the same, but it's slightly different. You know, it's only like. Squarespace 7 to Squarespace, Squarespace, why can't I say that word? Squarespace <laughs> 7.1. Yeah, everything's kind of in the same place, but it's, it's subtly different. Animations look subtly different. The page structures, I mean, this it's probably going a bit too techy, and I don't know maybe if you want to cut some of this stuff out, but um, in, in the old one, in 7, every tile that you have in a web page is, is actually a completely different uh, web page, and then you're basically mm-hmm. linking them all together in a menu. Whereas in the new one, it's, it's actually all one page, and you're just adding segments. So there's like this different philosophy on 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 how you construct a page. So yeah, it it, it took a little while, but it, I think it was worth it. Now it looks it looks really nice. It looks a lot sleeker than it did before, and it it feels faster. I don't know if it's faster to load, but it's certainly
0: faster to navigate. Nice man. I think it should be faster. Like if it's not calling up different pages, it should theoretically be faster right uh,
1: it, it definitely it definitely feels more zippy like if you just open up the home page and then smash the scroll wheel like a crazy person it, it just hits the bottom of the page much much faster than it ever did before and it looks like it's rendering everything as it goes down which is i don't know it's, it's pleasing it's really it. nerdy
0: i dig it no no it's cool it's cool man um so yeah what, what have i been up to uh in the last two days <laughs> uh, we should probably space these out slightly just so that like we are not trying to think of one day productivity things um but yeah so i mean the last couple of days i mean i made a uh, I made a new youtube video this morning um on my to-do lists and how i kind of structured that um which is kind of cool so like i've been trying to with these youtube videos um just kind of set myself a goal of just learning something new each time i do it right so i just dove in and just made a, a crappy video um for the first one um and like my goal is just make it like one percent better or one percent less crappy, depending on how you want to put it. Uh, so yes, yeah, so this time I did some screen recording, which I've not done before, um, and I used a lapel mic instead of my USB mic, um, just so that I could kind of have constant sound um, and it's not in the way. Uh, so that, yeah, so I, I'm I'm I've learned how to do that, which was which was cool. Tell everyone what's your uh, YouTube channel? Well, dude, there's nothing on it. <laughs> it's like brand new. Um, so maybe wait a little bit. Um, no, I'm happy to be people to check it out. I think I've I don't know. I think if people just search Danny Jack, I should come up. Some guy, if I typed in Danny Jack on YouTube and it's a kid called Jack and he's singing Free Falling by Tom Petty. Is that and his, No, it's not me. <laughs> <laughs> Annoyingly. <laughs> his vocal coach is called Danny, apparently, so that is why there's that. Oh, I see. Yeah, I'll figure out what I figure out. What my channel is. Um, Google, I'm just going to search here. I think it's Danny Hayden. That's weird. It's not even my name. So, yeah. Well, it is my name. That's my real name. Um yeah, and there's one, two, three, four, five videos on there at the moment. That's cool. People should yeah. go check that out. Yeah, it's getting there. It's not that good, but, you know, learning. Um, So yeah, so that's my goal. It's just my couple of videos a week on there. And then um, I did some writing this morning. Um, I wrote, I've written about 500 words, just also on to-do lists and how that works. And I'll put it on the blog probably later today, I reckon. Nice. Nice. Yeah.
1: Very productive.
0: So far, so good. Um, yeah, my coffee is starting to run out now, though. So we'll see what happens for the rest of the day. But yeah, dude. And then, like, yeah, just be working on these websites, like you say, with Squarespace. Um, it's quite a fun place now for web designers to, to play, where I think it used to be quite constricted. Like, now it seems to be a bit more of a playground of coding and changing things around. So I'm looking forward to that. Nice,
1: nice. So you're still in the thick of it, still designing websites for, for other photographers?
0: Yeah, one of them's done. Um, so one of them I'm going to be sending off today. Uh, and yeah, the other ones are sort of getting there. Um, just like gathering content and stuff I found like is a bit which takes up quite a bit of time. Like getting getting photos and getting like copyright sorted. Like that seems to take up loads of time. Yeah, man. So that's, that's been me. Um, just playing a bit of piano as well. Um, oh, yeah. Me and my mum are going to... This is so nerdy. Me and my mum are going to enter a chess tournament today. That's that's our goal of today. That's our highlight.
1: Do you fancy your chances?
0: Uh No. I'm gonna lose in the first round, but you know, that's how we learn, right? You gotta throw it yourself is, in. It is. yeah.
1: What happens if you and your mum both both end up like the first game, and then one of you has to knock the other one out before you go on? Be a, right? It'll be
0: like a, it'll be like a movie or like an episode of Pokemon or whatever when you, they end up having to, <laughs> to, to battle against each other in the final round. Yeah, um, I'll win. the First
1: round, like how horrific would that be if, if if you both had to limit each other's chances like straight away?
0: God, that's pretty emotional. I don't know. We'll have to we'll have to cross that bridge when we when we get to it. When I did suppose. you say that was? Today. That's today. Yeah, I think so. There's like always on this chess.com site, there's like tournaments all the time for like beginners and stuff. So um yeah, so I'm gonna going well, to see what crossed. happens. Good luck. Thank you so much. Um yeah, dude. So um so that's kind of it for what's going on in the last two days. Um so I guess that brings us into our topic. Um, I need to get better at like segues, you know, like figuring out like and this brings us neatly into today's topic
1: <laughs> i don't know i quite like a clumsy clumsy segue
0: <laughs> clumsy segue it is okay uh <laughs> so yeah dude, uh, today we are talking about um it's actually something we at- touched on at the end of last week's episode which i guess was the inspiration for doing it this time um it was like when does education just become a distraction from you know getting started um last week we were talking about setting goals and achieving those goals and how to get going with with set goals and taking little steps um and i think i talked about like how i love reading and stuff and you asked me like when does that reading just become okay yeah i'm reading about productivity like when does that reading just become unproductive you know yeah yeah um so yeah i mean let's let's dive into it dude um how, do you want to start like what 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 are your yeah, immediate sure. thoughts on the whole thing it's a big caveat here right learning
1: is an essential habit that you should form and you should devote time to i think education is really really important Um, and I guess my question came from thinking about that there is a point where you you probably need to dedicate some time to actually implementing the things that you've learned. And I guess where I'm, and, and I know I'm guilty of this as well, is at what point have you learned enough? And there's probably a few questions that we could ask around that about how you learn. Um, and I guess just for completeness, I'd probably lump in the other type of learning that people tend to procrastinate with. And I'm sure we're all very familiar with this. And it's 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 research. So again, both of us as photographers, I, I don't know how many countless hours I've lost to watching reviews on YouTube of of stuff that I know I'm never ever gonna buy. You know, I'm watching a review of a Nikon camera that I know I have no interest in. <laughs> so so yeah, I I guess I, I would also lump in as well as education and, and sort of learning and practices that you might put into place to to be more productive and that kind of stuff, but also also other other types of research that you do. And I I'm I'm gonna unfairly lump some of that together, I think.
0: Okay. Okay, man. Yeah, that makes sense to me. I was I'm in the same kind of um area of thinking as well. Um I, I quite like this bit of uh, episode where we're like, I don't know what the other person is thinking at all <laughs> when we start this. Um, we've just written down like separate notes. We go away and we're like, we might have completely opposing opinions and all this. Um, but I yeah, it happens. One,
1: I, I, I feel like it's it's unlikely, but I really hope there's at least one conversation we have where we both fundamentally disagree with everything I'd, the other person's. I'd person love to have like a on.
0: really heated argument with you about something. That would be really, really good. Uh, one day. Yeah one day. It'll probably be about like something rubbish like um you know which um which TV show is the best at the moment or something something enough like that. But um, yeah yeah one
1: of us will choose a hill to die on.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah dude, I mean like for me like I'm I'm I love learning. I think learning is one of my favorite um, life goals. You know, I'm always trying to learn new things and develop new skills, and that's that's what brings me joy. You know, um, especially when we I've got free time, like I like to put that towards like developing a new skill or working on a craft for the sake of it. Um, just because I like to see like you know push myself and try and figure out what I can do. And um, that's kind of like an all-encompassing hobby, I suppose, is is learning in general. So this is something I'm, I'm really passionate about. Um, but I do also understand that. Um, Yeah, like there is a learning is a very safe zone when you're trying to like develop a new skill or like you're trying to, um, you know, make a new uh, side hustle or you're trying to, um, yeah, just get good at something and get known for doing something and you know, as a creative, you need to start making that thing, right? Um, I think that learning is that first step and it's a very safe zone to be in because when you're there, like you're not putting yourself out for any judgment um you know you don't have to um no one's holding you accountable doing all of that stages of things and i think that is why we like to to kind of live in that safe zone of just basically studying and learning
1: i think that's what makes it so pernicious is it feels safe and i know just myself if i've sort of really think about what i'm feeling when i'm when i'm listening to something about about productivity and i'm sort of Hearing similar things to have heard before, sometimes as some people do, they're sort of repackaging other people's ideas. I, I feel like I feel like I'm getting this this rewarding feeling of having done something productive without actually putting any hard work. And I I, I, I suspect that's probably why it's so so easy to fall into a trap of just of just learning instead of actually doing.
0: Yeah. It's the low hanging fruit, right? Like it's like, it's similar to, um, let's say, you know, if you're in some communities and stuff, I know that some people would define like going onto a Facebook community and contributing and chatting on there a little bit is being productive or, um, yeah, yeah. which, you know, I think there's a time and place for that and I'm, I'm, I like doing it too. I like chatting to people, but like compared to actually making the damn thing and actually getting to work, like it's a distraction at the end of the day. Um, so we need to be kind of aware of that. I mean, yeah, don't get me wrong, I like, I definitely spend a lot of time <laughs> on those groups and um, uh, you know, talking to people about like what we're gonna be doing and planning things. You know, I I write lot endless lists, I do all kinds of these procrastinations. Um and I think a lot of that sometimes comes from um like a low self-confidence, like not thinking that you're ready to get started on the thing. Um, you know, you might see other people doing something really well and you're scared of being judged so you're like, well, I just need to learn the next bit of this craft. I just need to make sure I've researched all the lenses and got the right lens, or um, whatever. You know, um, I'm not quite ready to get started yet. And I think, um, from experience, like I totally get that. But that thing, problem with that is that that feeling doesn't go away. Like you never feel ready. I think sometimes, and sometimes, like you just have to dive in and allow. I think I, I mentioned this in like one of my first YouTube videos, like you have to allow yourself to be shit and just accept that's part of a learning process. Yeah. Ryan, right on, right on. Yeah. I,
1: I guess just building on that. Yeah. I, I've, I've seen those chats as well in those Facebook groups where somebody says, Oh, I've got a thousand pounds. What, what camera do I buy? And it's like, well, there's no information there. How are we supposed to know what camera you should buy for a thousand pounds? No decision is going to be the same for any one of us. And maybe depending on what you're trying to do maybe the thing that you should be doing with that thousand pounds is well i guess covid's ruined this but maybe go somewhere and actually do something with what you have now rather than spend all that money on on new gear that is just gonna sit and you're gonna ask the next question you know okay what lens do i need to buy
0: yeah yeah it's called um i think people call it like productive procrastination so it's still procrastinating but it just feels productive in the moment um you know, I do this quite a lot with like YouTube videos. Like, I dive down into like a habit of watching like YouTube videos on things like self development and stuff because it feels in the moment like it's productive. Um, yeah, and there's definitely a time and place for learning. And you know, I make time in a day or all, all, all the time for the learning, but I, I think it's important to kind of separate the two between like this is your learning time and that can't get in the way of your actually making your next steps and moving on. Like, there's a time and place for it. I think,
1: I guess that kind of. Brings us back then to the to the the topic of the day, which is at at what point does the education become procrastination? How Mm. how do you how do you see it come in?
0: Uh, So for me, I think it's when you're no longer applying the uh, the education. You know, when you're not using what you've learned, so you're almost learning for entertainment sakes. You know, let's say if you go to a workshop and you make some notes, which you're you you don't use. Um, I've some of my friends who do like workshops for photography and stuff, they will have a workshop and they will say probably about 90% of the people who attend aren't going to use any of this stuff. And that's okay because there's over 10% who will go away and they will implement stuff in their own way they shoot um, and they'll try these things out. Um, And I think that's where the difference is. is If you're not applying that education and that education is basically just entertainment, right? Like you need to actually use it um, in your day-to-day and implement it. And I think that's where the separation lies is like Ask yourself if are you actually going to be using this education um, to help yourself out.
1: I feel like this is maybe a bit of a loaded question, but is there a benefit to to almost shutting ourselves off to any new education until we find that there's something wrong? I mean, I personally don't believe that that would be a good place to be, but I, I guess it's it's a good question to to talk about, right?
0: Yeah, I think so. Um, I wouldn't say shutting yourself off because like like I say, I love learning and I love learning new things and you never know what you're going to get until maybe keeping an open mind and trying out new stuff for sure because you might not you might not know what you don't know. You might not know what you're missing. So so keeping an open mind for sure I think is important. Um, But I think maybe saying like, okay, so I need to be more, I need to, I think by using the learning as an excuse to avoid doing something else, I think that's when it's a warning sign. So, um, you know, when you know that you need to, um, book more clients, um, but you decide to spend, or let's say, okay, you know, you need to make more profit in your wedding photography business. Um, but you decide to, there's, so there's the workshop scene, right? In, in photography. And I think it's funny that you see people who have gone to so, so many workshops of different photographers. Um, they're serial workshoppers, serial workshoppers. Right. And but like, but then you see their work and they're not, they're not doing any of the things in the workshop um you know they're almost like speculating and then questioning um
1: it's like but, a tax write off just to, for a road trip
0: yeah yeah and i i I just think it's i mean it, it if it, if it actually entertains you like like I'm not saying there's any harm in being entertained by something but like see it for what it is if it's entertainment to go on this workshop that's cool but um but I wouldn't define that as a good supplement to like basically say, oh, I've been really productive. I watched some YouTube videos. Um, if you're not going to do anything to actually make that skill stick. And I think, you know, that's that all comes down to how we learn. Because like, if you're just watching something, if you're just reading something at face value, you know, that's passive learning. Um, and that doesn't, uh, you know, stick in your head um, if you don't do things to kind of reinforce that knowledge um, and make it in you know, the second nature.
1: And understand it, right? it's It's one thing to sort of be able to parrot something that somebody has said you know last week we were talking about um having smart smart goals something you know uh oh god i'm not i'm not gonna be able to remember remember everything but you know ha- having it be measurable and and have a deadline and it, it's all very well to to uh, to remember what smart stands for but unless you're actually implementing that then you've just remembered an idea you've remembered somebody else's idea and you're not actually implementing it so I guess mm-hmm. in, in a way we could probably say education, the way you can stop education becoming procrastination is to make sure that the, the lessons that you've learned and the things you've heard somebody else say that you think you can take value from is, is implementing those and testing them to make mm-hmm. sure they're actually working for you and to make sure they're doing the things that you think they should be doing.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you need to find a way to slot it into like your own current skill set. Um, because that's the only way you're going to kind of remember it, you know, is, is taking the bits and pieces of information and breaking it down into how it works specifically for you, as opposed to something you've seen visually. Um, you know, you you could watch, you could watch someone play piano all day long, but unless you try and do it yourself, then, then that's not going to be helpful to you. Um, right, right. Yeah. You know, I've seen, I've seen many people play uh, violin, um, can't do it. But
1: if I put a violin in your hands right now, you wouldn't be able to play it though, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think that's quite a cool little um, comparison, for sure.
1: Did, um, did that get to your point that you were trying to make where you were, you were thinking of an example?
0: I think we got there, yeah. <laughs> 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 no, but, but like, the, the other thing I kind of want to mention, because like, obviously it's creatives who listen to this, um, and I don't want them to think that like we're just having a go at people who, who do this, because I a I am one of these people. So this is uh, coming from... Too. Yeah, this is coming from like our own personal experience of people who who are drawn to education um, and actually use it because it's a safe, safe space to be in. Um, I know that's definitely what I'm like. Um, whether that's because of like low self-confidence, um, one of the things which is a big problem for me is like fear of judgment from others. That's a huge thing in my life I try and deal with all the time. Um, and one thing I would say which has really helped me out recently to kind of push past that is um, I've sort of started to learn that That no one cares no one gives a shit about what i do which is like a really nice (laughs) revelation um yeah it's so freeing um people say that like it's normally when you turn 40 or something like that you realize this but like um yeah so you know at first i was like oh i can't start doing a podcast because people will judge it or i start i can't stop a start a blog because what will people think people will people think that i'm pompous and arrogant or whatever um, and then like, you suddenly realize that like, even like your best mates, like barely care, like they, they, they've got their own thing going on. Like we're all the same. We've all got our own world we're living in. Um, we're all the heroes in our own story, right? We don't really care if someone's starting a YouTube channel or starting to get into wedding photography. Um, you know, I, I think that is, that is a big freeing element of it. Um, and that's helped me, I think, to stop procrastinating and to, to get going, um, and the other thing as well is is learning to kind of detach my own self-value from my work. Um, that's been a really big thing for me. Like, I think, so the wedding photography industry or photography industry in general is, I think this applies quite a lot to, is that we attach so much of our own self-worth to our own, our work and I don't get me wrong. Like I value my photography, but my photography is just what I do. It's just a thing. It's just a. It's just a thing I do. I take some pictures. It's not who I am. You know. Okay. Yes, I am a photographer. But like, if you judge my work, if you think that my work isn't very good, doesn't mean I'm not very good. Doesn't mean I'm not a good person. You know. It just means that you don't like my work, which is fine. And I think making more effort to separate yourself from your work and just being like, this is a thing I can do. Like, you don't have to like it. I don't care. Um. You know, it's just what I do. It doesn't mean you don't like me. It doesn't mean that you think, you know, I'm rubbish. Um, you might think I'm rubbish at photography. That's fine. But this is something I do. Um, you know, you can think that I'm rubbish at piano. I don't care. I enjoy it. Um, and that's that's helped me out a lot. Um, yeah, so that's one tip, I guess, for me.
1: Yeah, I, I think that's really important to keep in mind that actually you, you can't please everybody. And trying mm-hmm. to please everybody in itself is a massive, massive trap. So I, I I'm i'm trying to bring this back to education and 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 try and keep it relevant to the topic we were we were discussing but yeah i, I think that's a really important point and that actually it's really easy to get swept up in in trying to or, or feeling bad that you're not doing the things that you've learned about Like that in itself might be one of those reasons that you uh you you kind of get stuck in that thinking mm-hmm. i'm waffling i'm definitely waffling
0: Okay, yeah, waffling is <laughs> good. I'm I'm a big fan of waffles. That's that's fine, man. Waffle away. So another kind of reason, I guess, why we procrastinate, which has been something I've been working on of this, this not feeling ready. Um I think that is sometimes an excuse we make ourselves where we it we basically put too much um put too much trust in our future selves, right? We're always like, okay, I, I'm not feeling motivated to do this right now. I don't feel quite ready. I don't feel like my my hair is quite how I want it to be to do to, to a video i don't feel like um quite up for it quite in the mood but tomorrow i'm sure i will be right so i'm gonna it off till tomorrow um and tomorrow i'm gonna be somehow be a more motivated person and i'm gonna feel better and more energetic to do the thing that i've said i'm gonna do um and i think there's a way of tricking ourselves like i think that that guy tomorrow who tomorrow's version of danny is is still the same um same procrastinating Bloke uh, out there who's going to make an excuse, you know. Right, right. So I, I think that, that that tomorrow the problem is is that tomorrow never comes, and I think that when we put things off like that and say, "Oh, I'm going to wait for the perfect," um, you know, perfect things to line up to get started on this whether it be photography you know when you say like okay i will start doing photography but only when i've got all my lenses lined up and i've got all the right lenses and when i know that okay Mike, then i got my make sure my mic i've got all my business cards and you know it's the phrase like getting all your ducks right, right. lined up in a row um and you i think that that you're seeking out like a, a perfectionism just to kind of because like you say it's in the safe zone um and you don't want to go into that unknown of putting yourself out there and making the work and i think um yeah because it's so uncomfortable but then like once you get started like with any of these things like i remember the first podcast video i did i was like super nervous and i was like really aware of anyone was listening in or whatever um and like now it's fine um like this is only like episode 17 so there's like loads to go but like i definitely don't feel nervous about chatting to, to someone on air now um and like, I mean, like, like for example, like you did an episode with me yesterday, right? Like, do you know? Do you feel different this time than than to last week?
1: Yeah, I, I feel, I feel quite a lot different this time. Yeah, and exactly like you said, sort of uh, the last conversation we had, sort of Thursday, it was a little bit more nerve wracking, and 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 this time, this time around, it's it's a lot more comfortable, and that might be because I'm I'm not drinking stout, and I'm, <laughs> I'm sat nicely, and it's 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 like a Sunday morning. But I I don't know. Yeah, I think there is definitely a difference. There is definitely a difference. Yeah. And, and I wonder whether or not, just touching on what you'd said earlier about, you know, I need all the lenses and I need this and I need that. I I think there is also a danger. And I guess this is probably another point where education becomes procrastination, where where you feel like your version one of whatever you're doing has to incorporate everything that you've learned. Otherwise, it's not good and it's you can't mm-hmm. put it out there. Mm-hmm. And, and I guess the truth mm-hmm. is, is if... If that's the way you're working and version one is perfect, then you're too late to market. You, you've you've missed the boat. Yep. If you're there and you're saying, OK, I need these seven lenses because that's what such and such a person said, or I need mm-hmm. the business cards and my website needs to be doing this and my galleries need to do that. and If I don't have this client automation, then, you know, I'm not doing my job properly. And if you're trying to put all that in place right at the beginning, then that, that would slow you down massively.
0: Yep, I think perfectionism is the enemy of good, right? And I think it's better to be good than not starting at all.
1: Yeah, there's something to be said for close enough for rock and roll.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, You know, you look at people who are incredibly productive and successful and stuff like that, and like you you might look at their work and go, but he doesn't have this automation system going on. So how is he? And you realize the differences between them and you is that, um, you know, once again, with no judgment, as someone who procrastinates all the time, is that they are showing up and they are just doing it anyway. Um Yeah. Yeah. And I think also to kind of build on that is that, um, so there's this really good book called uh, The War of Art. Um, I would recommend it to any creative. I think it's in my like top three most recommended book for, for creative people. Um, and it's all about this thing called like the resistance, right? Which is sort of a voice in your head, which we all have as creative people. Um, and it's kind of like a negative voice, which whenever you're sitting down, like first you tell yourself, like, you know, I'm going to write a song on guitar. And then suddenly this voice, this resistance in your, in your head, it's like, who do you think you are to be doing this? Like you suck. Like why are you making a song? Why? Why do you? Why should you make a song? You're not good enough. You need to get back and learn lessons again. Like don't put some music out. Like you idiot. Like you know, um, get someone else to do that. You know, like go back to learning music. And I think that was res- that that voice, that resistance, it's it's trying to protect us. I think in terms of like our own biology as humans, like. For survival, we we shouldn't be putting ourselves into stressful situations, right? So that's that. I understand where that comes from from a biological level, but that's not helpful to us, like because really, because the thing is, like releasing a song out into the world onto YouTube or whatever, um, like we said before, no one cares. So like, you should just do it, right? Right.
1: Cool. Yeah, you're not you're not going to learn by by not doing it. And I guess that subject that we're circling there is is imposter syndrome, right? It's it's looking at other people. And then looking at yourself and thinking, I, I have no right to be doing what I'm doing right now. I, I don't have the expertise. I, I'm just, I'm an imposter. Yeah, And I guess maybe that's quite a good topic for maybe our next chat.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, what I would say on that quickly is that like, if you talk to anyone, um, like, everyone thinks they're an imposter. It's just a bunch of people walking around feeling they're going to be uncovered at any point for being 100% 100% yeah.
1: I mean uh, take take a look at me right I'm, I'm trying to get into wedding photography I've I've now to date I've only shot three weddings because of the pandemic and because of everything that's happened so if you look at my website and you look at my past work I, I'm, I'm probably punching slightly above my weight where I deserve to be after only actually having, having shot three weddings and you know I've got a few booked but but actually I'm I've now had more time to devote to education, and to implementing things than I've had to actually do the job. So mm-hmm. I'm in this really weird space right now where I probably know more than I should for, mm-hmm. for the experience I've had. And it, it, it's difficult because I I haven't got anything to back it up.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean like it's... but it, it doesn't change man. Like, like I've shot like 200 weddings or whatever now, or, or however many it is, and still when I'm shooting I'm like, I don't feel like i'm using any skills here like i don't feel like i'm doing anything of a high skill. like i'm just in my head and and i and i think like i i know this about myself i'm giving myself a bit more credit but in my head i'm like i'm just pointing my camera at something when i feel like it and pressing a button but i know that there's more to it it's just that it's become like intuition muscle memory yeah yeah. muscle memory i guess but like like but in the moment i'm like there's nothing special about what i'm doing like why are people booking me but um yeah, I don't think that goes away. Um, it's just, but then I, I think by recognizing that as a voice, which isn't you, who is just trying to get in your way to protect you, you know, it's like, don't do that. Go get a safe job. Um, you know, um, so yeah, I, I guess that's what I'm trying to say is shut that voice up.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I think that the more in the moment that you can be, the more present you can be when you're trying to do your job as a creative, the, the better, the better your work will be because of it.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um and then the only thing I wanted to add on buddy was like this this the power of like momentum you know um I think like I say that first step is the hardest point so from going from learning to doing um as important as learning is you know you should definitely learn like the key skills um learn the fundamentals learn the things which you're planning on learning later on all that good stuff but then there's that difficult step of of going into doing but once you actually start getting start getting going you know and you start to build up a momentum then it gets easier and easier because you're just you're just going through the motions. You're just you're just doing it. Suddenly, when you're in it, as opposed to looking at something from the outside as this big scary thing, um, I find it a lot easier to just, to just keep going, keep making stuff. I love the whole one percent better idea. Like that's a very easy way for my brain to kind of understand how to get better at things. Um, so that's that's what I focus on. I just go, okay, so what did I do last week? How can I make it one percent better in some way? And Next thing you know, that that adds up, and then you, you're two years down the line, and maybe you, you you're a wedding photographer,
1: I guess. Right, right. You're, you're eating the elephant one bite at a time. You're not trying to do the whole thing in one go.
0: You, mm, sounds, you, you haven't set yourself yeah, the
1: parameters of, I need the seven lenses. I need this. I need that. Um, if I'm not shooting for prison, then uh, you know, then my portraits are rubbish. All, all that kind of stuff, these limitations that people put on themselves because they see other people doing things and that they're, they're trying to impersonate other people rather than do their own work.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you gotta ask yourself why you're impersonating. Are you impersonating to like make yourself feel good and produce something the same, or are you impersonating as a way of learning? Right. right. Um because I, I steal from people all the time. Um copy their uh, yeah. Because that's part of being that's part of building on something, but you have to learn it so that you can learn how they did it so that you can then figure out for the knowledge and evolved, you know?
1: Yeah. Then it becomes part of your own voice rather than, rather than you just straight up ripping off someone else.
0: Yeah.
1: It's yeah. like when you first find another, and again, I keep coming back to photography because I know it's the two, it's the one thing that the two of us are kind of both quite heavily involved in. And when you first find a photographer and and you start like falling in love with that person's work, then almost immediately you start making these kind of kitsch imitations of, of their work. And and it kind of seeps into your own, but mm-hmm. after a little while that kind of fades out and, and you blend it with the other things that you're already doing. And it, it just, it just becomes part of your vocabulary. Then.
0: Yeah. Which is why it's so important to surround yourself with like the right photographers. You know, um, I do the same thing with music all the time, you know, I would say like the, the songs I kind of make up are like a combination of like my 10 favorite people to copy, I guess. Um, and I guess something similar applies in photography. Um,
1: yeah. I, I, yeah, I mean, that's a really good example, right? Music, there's there's only, if, if you take Western music, there's 12 notes. Mm-hmm. And when you start to arrange those into sequences, then you very quickly realize that you've got to bin off a number of those and there's like seven notes that you can now use to be in whatever scale you're interested in. Mm-hmm. How how many different ways can you rearrange seven notes? Yeah. And every, everything that you would think of has in some capacity already been done. So it's just a case of, of trying to blend it with all the other things that you have experienced and make it your own.
0: Yeah. Yeah, man. I think that's a really cool. That's a, that's a really good final point. Um, I guess before we move on, um, I did want to. Shall we should we touch briefly on like sort of techniques we both have for remembering the stuff we've learned? So you know, after we've just slagged off learning so much, let's talk about how much we love learning. Um, and talk about I, I, like. I, I do, I
1: do, I do actually really love learning as well. So
0: yeah, same. <laughs> so it's um But like, it, is there? How do you go from in your own? Because like, it's different for everyone. Um, and that's you know, I think this is what makes teachers so amazing because they know how to harness this like mad respect for teachers who know how to figure out how kids learn and how to remember stuff um but how do you go yourself from like active learning to to oh no from passive learning to active learning do you know
1: what i don't i don't really know i don't i don't know if i and again this is probably just touching back on the imposter syndrome we were talking about, I, I don't know if I do that effectively at all. And I, I don't know if I've got any credibility to to tell other people how to do that. But I guess if, if I'm just being really transparent and saying sort of the way that I, I do things um, and I've got a sneaking suspicion it's going to be very similar to your answer, is I, I try and turn those things into habits. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: I, I you know, when I was getting into meditation a number of years ago, I I just sort of set myself the... The habit of making sure I did that for at least 10 or 20 minutes every single morning before I did anything else. So I would wake up, I would reach over to my phone, which was already on flight mode. And then I would start a guided meditation and just turning up and turning it into a habit. And I, I think for me, that's probably the only way that I've ever really managed to successfully turn anything that I've learned in, into something applicable is just to, just to keep doing it. Just mm-hmm. to keep doing it.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, except that you build it into like your subconscious, I suppose.
1: Right. Instead of becoming a lesson that you've learned that you're trying to figure out, you you no longer. It's not some words that somebody said, and actually, mm-hmm. it's something you understand now, and you could explain in your own language,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and you're doing it rather than yep. just thinking about it.
0: I like to imagine it. It's like. You know, like those dot-to-dot puzzles you, you get um, where someone will give you... some. Like, imagine a teacher is giving you this, these, all these dots, but it's your job to to literally join those dots up. You have to find a picture in it. Um, they can only give you the tool so much, but you have to take something and finish it off and put it into your own um, vocabulary, like you say. Um, yeah, I'm the same, man. Um, so one, one of the things for me which I find is really helpful, um, which is why I do things like YouTube videos and blog posts and podcasts, um, is what's called the, the Feynman Technique. I don't know if you know about that, but basically it's a it's a learning tool. So it's something which you would see all the time in school. Um, and the idea is basically when you learn something, you take that, what you've learned, you take what you've read and you break it down into a new language you can understand so like maybe you'll take it and you'll write new notes on it and kind of interpret it in your own words as opposed to someone else's words like you're saying that's a really effective way to, to learn something is to take what someone said and put it into your own language but then take that and explain it to someone else that's where the real learning happens um, for me like um yeah if i have a new concept i'm trying to learn or something i'm like a blog post or something i'm reading and i want to make sure that i remember it I'll kind of digest it, make some notes, um, do some highlights and whatever. But then I'll go to like uh, my partner, Sarah, um, and this really annoys her, but I think she knows why I do it. And I basically just tell her what I've read and I explain it um, and I talk about it um, in my own words, like not trying to quote it. Um, And that kind of technique of like sort of having to teach something yourself, like I find is a really, really good way to learn something. Like, if you want to learn something, then try teaching it. Um, You know, with any time I've been coaching and stuff like that, like, you have to kind of understand it in a way where you can almost explain it to, like, a six-year-old. You know, you can't... You have to get rid of the jargon. You have to be able to explain it quickly. And by doing that, that means you have to understand it on a more fundamental level than just being able to regurgitate it, which is not learning, that's kind of memorizing.
1: Yeah, yeah, I I... Yeah, I can I can definitely see that. And I know myself I, so I'm dyslexic and I, I really struggle to to read at any great speed. Like I kind of the speed that I read is it's basically like reading aloud and that's something I struggle with as well. So it's mm-hmm. yeah, I, I can hundred percent understand that the notion of needing to, to learn something and, and put it in in a way that you understand.
0: Yeah. For sure. Like, I think, like, um, so just to carry on from the, the famous thing, like, so when, when he says explain it to a six-year-old, another thing I really like is that, like, he says, you need to be able to explain it to a six-year-old because a six-year-old is going to ask you questions as well because that's what kids do. Like, you say, like, you know, you say, you should shoot with a 35-millimeter lens. The kid's going to be like, why? you be like, because, like, it, it brings you into the action and it's sort of like the, the eye and they go, why? And they go, because it's, like, similar to the human vision and, like, and they go, why? Like, that kind of thing. That makes you understand it on a much more yeah, deeper yeah. level. Um, so I, I really like doing that. And like I say, the coaching and stuff is like super, super helpful for my own learning. Um, and like, you, like you, you, this is like this, this podcast, for example, um, you know, we've been given topic of like, when does education become procrastination? I am figuring it out as we're doing it. <laughs> so, you know, by the time we finish this episode, I'm going to have more of a knowledge of, of the answer to that because I've had to put it into my own words and, fluff my way through it and find little bits of my brain like remember books i've read um and you've had to
1: convince another person as well right you're not just trying to convince yourself you're also trying to convince me so your points sort of need to be better than you're you're not just justifying to yourself the reasons you're doing things you're justifying them to another person and i guess it means that you have to put more more thought and more weight into those ideas
0: Mm -hmm. yeah yeah for sure um so yeah so that's kind of like i guess that's how i go about learning stuff um you know there's little there's little things i use as well like like reading i use um i use an app called readwise which is really good which links up with your kindle and what that does is basically when you highlight something it will take your highlights and it will put it into like evernote or notion or whatever and then i can revisit those quotes later on break them down like and then write stuff about them myself you can kind of make like a cue card system um I find that works really well because like, if I ever like want to remember a quote, you know, I I seem to be like babbling off quotes over time during the podcast, but like, if I ever want to remember that, that's kind of how I can access that is like, go back to like, okay, I I want to, what's a good quote from like the wars are or, um, you know, getting things done or, or whatever.
1: Yeah, it's good. I like it. So I guess when, when we're talking about the education and just assume that you've, you've, you've nailed down. Your, your education and it isn't procrastination and you've learned all your really good lessons and you start completing the job that you're trying to do to a really high standard as well but you're still learning lots at the same time then, then maybe that's that might be an indicator that your work-life balance is messed up somehow like you could actually take more time to yourself
0: yeah i think so i think there's um we're talking a lot about procrastination here but there's there's also a good time and place for procrastination. Sometimes it's a good thing, right? Um, I don't know about you, but like constantly being in work mode as a creative, uh, expecting ideas to come when you're like in this busy robot mode of, of working, like that's not when the ideas come to me. I don't know if it's the same for you, but like I, I find my best ideas is like during downtime, during like a walk. Like, is that the same for you?
1: A hundred percent, a hundred percent. It's like fishing, right? When you're sitting quietly, that's, that's when you, That's when you catch the really big fish.
0: Yeah, for sure, man. Um, I like that analogy. That's cool. Yeah, work-life balance. From David Lynch. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) Work-life balance is like one of those things I struggle with, especially as someone who manages their own time. I can imagine it being a lot easier if you work a nine-to-five. But like, because I can kind of show up whenever I want. um, Yeah, it's a bit tricky. It's a big topic. Um, I don't know if we should put a pin in it.
1: Yeah, maybe. Maybe that's a topic for another day.
0: Okay, all right, man. Well, we'll, we'll, well, yeah. Okay, we can talk about that next week for sure. That'd be cool. Um, nice because I need to figure it out. <laughs> I need
1: help. Oh, me too. Me too. <laughs>
0: okay, I mean, dude. I'm winning right, well, this
1: conversation, so uh, don't expect any any difference to next week. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Should we just be nameless uh, podcast to just two men trying to figure out life?
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> um, T- two oh, guys dude, well,
1: unsuccessfully trying to work out how this thing works
0: yeah absolutely um well dude let's move let's move on to i guess our recommendations um so i actually i i I know because it's only been a couple of days i have not tried out your um your pomodoro app you recommended from last week yeah um or or waking up yeah or waking up but i have i have started listening to sam Harris's podcast actually which is pretty cool um yeah he's he's a very clearly a very smart man so i'm i've been checking that out um what else did we mention last week? I haven't I don't think I picked up on any of those things.
1: No. What did you recommend?
0: Uh, so okay, yeah, I got one. So uh, last week I'd finished um, a book called Zero to One by Peter Thiel. So Peter Thiel is one of the co-founders of PayPal. Um, and in his book he basically talks about the difference between competition and like monopoly in successful businesses. Right. Um, which I found really Interesting. Like it's it's mostly targeted towards like people wanting to like launch a startup, which I don't currently have any ambition to do. I haven't really got any ideas for like a tech startup or anything. But I love the idea of like how much easier it is when you target when you focus on standing out amongst the crowd as opposed to trying to compete with everyone else and competing in just with just only with yourself. Um, I found I could relate that really well to like our own industries. Um, it's very similar to like Seth Godin's book, uh, Purple Cow um where he basically says like let's say you're driving in a field and or driving next to a field hopefully (laughs) um and you see a bunch of cows next to it like the only cow you're going to really remember is the purple cow right like it's the weird standout cow um so that book's quite similar and it just talks about like yeah i'm not trying to compete with others and why monopolies are kind of like a good thing um well it depends on your own outlook i think some monopolies are good um you know definitely some very like disney for example do some very shady shit i know but like also they make really good movies so i'm willing to forgive them a little bit
1: i I think it depends how loud your voice is i i I think if you take that dictionary definition of what a monopoly really is Mm. i I don't think it can ever really be good like if there was Mm. one wedding photographer that just sort of cleaned up all the work in the uk like just the way that actually this thing pans out that's impossible so mm-hmm. I guess in our own industry it doesn't really work out, but if you look at amazon and mm-hmm. and like how that is just destroying smaller businesses, like yeah. the only way for a smaller business now to function if if you're like into e-commerce is to function through that monopoly, so they're taking yeah. a slice of everyone's pie so i I don't know i I would say that a monopoly is' pretty much always bad, but there's definitely lessons that you could learn from from being an individual and and, and having that be your unique selling point.
0: I think it's like it's. I do. I think it's less companies like monop- um, Amazon, which obviously monopolize over everyone and dominate, uh, because uh, and more companies like let's say Apple. It's like a good example. Like Apple has its own total own market going on. They don't really have a competition. Um, people are.
1: either there's Microsoft, right?
0: Yeah, but that's a different client. Like I don't think the same people. I think people either people know if they're gonna buy Apple or they're gonna they're gonna buy Microsoft, but.
1: Yeah, yeah. So so they don't really have a monopoly per se. They've no. are they're, they're, it's they're more, kind of sharing their the so target market.
0: Yeah, I guess so. Um, I, I think like Apple's like got its own slice of a pie. Whereas like let's say let's do f iP- let's use phones for, for a better example, I suppose like right. iPhone's got its own slice of a pie, but then everyone else is competing with like Samsung and Huawei and like all of those guys are competition, whereas Apple is its own thing. Like I think they've got their own market going on. I guess yeah,
1: I that's kind that. of your yeah, point. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, it's it's like a. It, I guess it's a with the expectations from the buyer. Those those people are they're in a totally different market. They're spending more money. They're maybe or or they value different things. If if you're into the Android system, then those people generally tend to tend to like to customize things. Whereas the Apple ecosystem people, like myself, are, are too. Uh, they're not smart enough to be able to configure things for themselves. They yeah. just, want it, just want it to work out of the box. I know that's the uh, that's the segment I fall into.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, I think, and that's why Apple can demand a certain price point, right? Because they're not like, it's not like you like, well, you could buy Apple or you could buy this other thing which is exactly like Apple but cheaper. Um, that doesn't really happen. There's, no. Whereas with people like Samsung and Nokia and blah, 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 they're all pretty much the same thing. So you, you have to compete on price. Um because
1: I think what it is, is they all do the same thing, right? So mm-hmm. a smartphone is a smartphone. They all access the internet. You can use the apps on all of them. They, they do a very, very similar thing. They just do it in different ways. And I think that's probably the difference. So from a customer's perspective, you're, you're achieving the same things. You can still send a text message, but the way that you do it is different. And I guess that's where the customer preference falls in, is the type of person you are. So I guess it goes back to your original point of, Having your own voice and and you you know there will be a target market for you because other people will also sort of work in the same way or their mind will tick in the same way as yours
0: mm. yeah yeah for sure um yeah so dude so that's that's what I've been reading this week um How about you have you got any recommendations for me
1: um I think I'm going to go with a, a recommend so so last week when we spoke on Thursday, I had actually been in the house because we're you know still firmly in the pandemic, and the UK's in in some pretty tight lockdown measures um so so i i guess it was the day after yeah so friday friday i went out for a walk in the woods for the first time in like a week and actually it it really cleared my head like it it helped quite a lot in terms of just being productive and i think sometimes you've got to sort of take some downtime to, to to make yourself more productive it seems it seems counterproductive right stepping away from your desk but actually i think i think that really helped so my recommendation this week is to uh is is to not mess around with apps and learning things and books and actually just go out and get some fresh air
0: i like that yeah, yeah. I, I i think that disconnect from everything and going for a walk like there's actually a cool study um of like success levels and happiness levels of people who had access to like nearby parks and who didn't and it's it's quite interesting um so i get that for sure cool man um yeah i'm gonna go for a walk later today uh do so i think that's it i think we are wrapped up unless you've got anything to add
1: no no until next week
0: until next week um all right buddy well Um, to all the listeners out there thank you so much for listening Um, we will be back next week with a new topic I think we are going to talk about um, work life balance Um, but yeah thank you so much for your time thank you for letting us um, be the voice in your ears as you go for a walk in the woods today or whatever you're doing hope you guys are well hope you guys are safe um, and we will see you next week bye All right, take it easy see you man